still riding high over that Milwaukee Bucks championship. You can't bring me down, to quote the band ELO. It was thousands and thousands and thousands of people downtown Milwaukee, which was absolutely beautiful to see. I loved every second of it. I loved every second of the Pfizer form being you know, sold out. I loved every second of the 65,000-plus down at the Deer District. I loved every second of the parade yesterday to celebrate the championship of the Milwaukee Bucks, the first one in 50 years. And Rowdy, it was just good to see. Uh, great to see as uh, all the players were up there in the giving their speeches. I got to replay some of that. Also got uh, some f- fan reaction, some crowd reaction. We got to you know just talk about and celebrate the Milwaukee Bucks. But real quick, Rowdy, good morning by the way. Yeah, good morning. Did you ever get a? Did you ever see an official count on how many people they thought were at the uh, parades? Uh, I did not. Um, I just saw like big. Obviously, it wasn't as big as the Deer District, uh, you know, Game Six. No, but, but there was a lot of people out there. There was, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Isn't it beautiful to see everyone coming together, uh, having a great time uh, for one cause, Rowdy, and no one fighting over it? I, I don't think I saw a single car burned, flipped, windows broken, anything. Because you know, when you usually see an NBA championship or a championship for a lot of professional sports teams, like people going like burn cars and you know dumpsters and break stuff. I, I don't think I saw a single thing of that. Did you? Uh, no. That's, that's beautiful. That's all. Everyone came together for a common goal, celebrated responsibly uh, for the Bucks, winning for the first time in 50 years. But, yeah, what Rowdy, wasn't it nice to see everyone out there just packed together celebrating a Milwaukee Bucks championship? And I didn't really hear much about that the night that the Bucks won it all either. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, I didn't, I didn't hear just anything in, about that. Yeah. So, usually usually mean, that's ho- when that happens. Ho- hopefully there was none of it. I didn't hear of any of it. You haven't heard of any of it. No. Um, I think everyone was just celebrating, having a great time. Uh, one of our listeners, uh, Muzz Infamous, who was already in the Twitch channel. What's up, Muzz? He was there in attendance, and he said it was just an incredible time. Uh, so he's already in the Twitch channel. What's up, brother? Packers JT, what's up, brother? Jeff says, uh, did you see the 2021-2022 NBA championship odds? The Nets, plus 200. The Lakers, plus 550. And then the Bucks 900. Interesting. Um, well, with the Nets getting all the stars healthy, but you would think to be to be the champ, you got to beat the champ, and the Bucks are currently the champions. But I guess Vegas isn't in, in the business of you know that line of thinking. So they got the Nets, the Lakers, and the Bucks. Hey, here's what we're gonna do, though, my brother. We're gonna celebrate what the Bucks did, and that's win the NBA championship. As Giannis, I wanted to play Giannis's speech, uh, but first, Rowdy, I saw this, and I know you and I are both big PJ Tucker guys. Like PJ Tucker's awesome, right? A self-described dog, right? I would I would go further than self-described dog. I'd say a lot of guys around the league say that too. Or, or self-described and actual dog. Uh, P.J. Tucker <laughs> uh, on the parade or after the parade during the speech yesterday. He's carrying the Larry O'Brien trophy. He has the champion's shirt on. And he's got these awesome like gold shorts. And then he's got a gigantic bottle. I think it's a, it's a gold bottle. I think it's champagne. As he is uh, about to give a little speech here, take a take a listen on PJ Tucker being the dog that he is, and then what he has to say about his Milwaukee Bucks uh, teammates. You know, it's crazy. That's where everybody like when I came here. They're like, "Yo, you gotta like show like you gotta be the dog," and I'm like, "Man, we, man, we got dogs. Like they just ain't like we." <laughs> Like, I got here, like, we, we already got dogs. They just don't know how to be dogs, and we going to be dogs. <laughs> our dogs is crazy. We got dogs, you hear me? Milwaukee, we dogs. I think it's safe to say, Rowdy, P.J. Tucker brought the dog out in everyone. Uh, P.J. Tucker up there, absolutely hilarious. And I since P.J. Tucker brought the dogs out of everyone, I just got to do I got to do something like this, Rowdy, when it comes to P.J. Tucker, okay? Just take a listen for a second. Who let the dogs out? P.J. Tucker let the dogs out. If you listen to what P.J. Tucker just said, he let the dogs out. Because there was dogs on the team, as he said, but someone just needed to show him how to come out. So it wasn't Baja Man that did it. It was P.J. Tucker, Rowdy. I'm just picturing the uh, music video for this song. <laughs> 
Are you picturing PJ Tucker in it with uh, like a, re, a, a a new version of it? PJ Tucker and the Milwaukee Bucks. Like they look like they should be like a reggae group, <laughs> and then there's just dogs running around with these guys like chasing them. I'm I'm, I am re-envisioning it. It's it's the Milwaukee Bucks like caged up, and the who let the dogs out hits, and it's PJ Tucker like opening up the cage, and the Milwaukee Bucks go out with the Larry O'Brien. Trophy. And now I have the picture of that music video in my head for the first time in probably <laughs> 15 years. I I listened to this clip yesterday, or I listened to PJ Tucker saying it yesterday, and I never thought of the Baja man. It took me all the, I had to sleep on it. Then all the way till right now is when I finally thought of the Baja men and PJ Tucker letting the dogs out. Is this the. Oh, sorry. It wasn't 15 years. 20 years. I was going to say, what, what did it come out? Released in 2000. What? PJ Tucker let the dogs out, baby. Man. Dude, is this, is this the worst one hit wonder song? I would say Macarena probably is the worst one hit wonder song. <laughs> I have not thought of that song. Who let the dogs in forever? Well, it's, I think I think it fits for PJ Tucker. I think it truly does. Let's here one more time. Just one more time. You no, know, it's crazy. That's where everybody like when I came here. They're like, "Yo, you gotta like show like you gotta be the dog." And I'm like, "We, man, we got dogs. Like they just ain't like we." <laughs> like I got here. Like we we already got dogs. They just don't know how to be dogs, and we gonna be dogs. Who let the dogs out? BJ Tucker did. All right, enough about Baja, man. Sorry about that. I uh, I promise. No, I can't make this promise. I'll try not to do it again. So there's PJ Tucker having a great time. Uh, Giannis Adenikumbo got up there and absolutely. Well, I mean, Giannis's Giannis's speech was pretty, pretty calmed, pretty tame. Uh, I'll let you listen. Well, here's Giannis. Here's Zora talking to Giannis first. Take a listen. Hey, don't call me the MVP so that I can get better and be able to bring a championship to Milwaukee. Two years later. Two years. You have done just that. Yanni Laurel. Where are your emotions at this point? Uh, you know, I'm extremely happy. Uh, I'm proud of my teammates. Um, proud of the whole organization for everything we did all year. Uh, we put um, extremely unbelievable work. Uh, we believed in ourselves. We went out there to compete. And uh, right now, you know, I'm extremely happy. I still can't believe uh, this is happening. But, uh, you know, I'm trying to be in the moment, trying to enjoy as much as possible with you guys, with my teammates and everybody. Rowdy, Giannis is a little more subdued than when he was ordering those 50 uh, nuggets from uh, Chick-fil-A, by the way. He was a little more subdued up on the the podium. He's probably tired at this point. <laughs> yeah, because when he ordered those nuggets, he said he hadn't slept all night as he had the uh, Larry O'Brien Trophy and the Bill Russell Award, the uh, NBA Finals MVP Award, as well as the you know championship trophy. Uh, here's more from Giannis. There were, point, there were points in your life where you would share things with your siblings, whether it's clothing or shoes, and now you all share championships, Yanni. Yanni. You share championships. How remarkable is the story of your family? It's, it's an unbelievable story, and uh, it's, a, it's a lot of hard work that have paid off. It's crazy that uh, three of us, um, you know, we're champions, but we've got to keep working hard, you know. Uh, but, man, if you remember the kids, anybody told us that uh, 2021, 10 years later, we all, three of us going to be champs. I wouldn't believe it, uh, but uh, I know my mom is extremely proud. I know my dad is extremely proud, so uh, I'm happy. Now, this is the funniest part of Giannis's speech. This is hilarious. So his brother, right, Thanasis Adenakumbo. Thanasis was in the health and safety protocols for COVID-19. So Thanasis wasn't there, obviously. He wasn't there for, what, game five? I don't think he was there for game five. I know he wasn't there for game six. So Thanasis and then Nakumo was holed up in his uh, hotel room by himself because he was, you know, quarantining. The funniest thing ever, Rowdy. I, I think you saw. Did you watch some of this? I watched some of the parade videos, yeah. So <laughs> this moment right here, I'm, I'm going to play it coming up, but I'm just going to tell you, Thanasis and then Nakumo is in his SUV, in his Jeep by yeah. himself. He's by himself in his Jeep, and he's like, the window's rolled down, and he's kind of like hanging out the window. Like, it's, the Jeep's parked, obviously. And he's there watching. He's got a giant bottle of champagne. Thanasis has this giant bottle of champagne. He's all by himself because no one's allowed to go by him. Well, someone hands him a bottle of champagne. 
Um, <laughs> Thanasis is by himself because he's quote unquote quarantining. And Thanasis is just losing his mind <laughs> off in the distance, like popping champagne, spraying it everywhere. And then uh, here's, here, just take a listen. Your brother <laughs> is right over there. TA, what up, TA? <laughs> I know you can't speak for him, but what do you think he would want this crowd to know at this moment? Milwaukee, we did it, baby! We did it! We did it, man. Man, this is our city. This is our city, man. We did it, man. It's unbelievable. And I wish, I wish people could see Thanasis losing his mind over there, throwing that champagne around. Uh, the guy, Muzz, who was there, says uh, Thanasis was a party on his own level out there in that SUV. Rowdy, how funny was Thanasis? It was hilarious. <laughs> I'm surprised they even let him be there. Well, I mean, he looked... I'm sure he's fine. He well, was just... I mean, I mean obviously. Uh, what they say? He was just in, uh, like, a... What, what do they call it? Like, high, like when you are not when you don't have it, but you're in the the vicinity, they think, of contact. Who knows? They change it every other day. I, I can't even keep up with it anymore. But Thanasis is out there, which is still hilarious because people are handing him bottles and stuff. But Thanasis just having his own super party out there. Absolutely incredible. As finally... I mean, reality has set in for me that the Bucks won. Has reality set in for you, Rowdy, over it? Yeah, I mean, I think it started setting in the day after, but that night, the night after the Bucks won, yeah, it was like, man, I can't believe they did it. I know. Like, so yes, I think it's setting in about twenty four hours after they won. Yeah, you just had to sleep on it a little bit. Uh, I want to go back to the night that they won. This video just came out a little bit ago of Giannis Antetokounmpo, um, right after they're in the locker room. I love how the locker room is. Everything's just like tarped down with. Uh, like plastic wrap, essentially these big plastic sheets. Excuse me, big plastic sheets because they're spraying champagne and bubbly everywhere. This was uh, Giannis after the Bucks won at the Pfizer Forum. Hey, hey where's my cigar? I need my cigar. I gotta do a brandy last year. I need my cigar. Hey, where's my cigar? <laughs> so Giannis, a guy who as Rowdy I think said yesterday, doesn't ever strike anyone as a cigar smoker. Out there demanding his cigar because he had to do what LeBron <laughs> did last year. Uh, Giannis and Nakumbo, man. Check this out, Nelly. He had the greatest NBA Finals closeout game in history. They went through all of it. Uh, 1950, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. They did eight games. 1958, Bob Pettit scores 50 points, has 19 rebounds, wins in a closeout game. 1962, uh, Elgin Baylor for the Lakers, 41 points, 22 boards. Uh, they lose. Game 6 in 1968, uh, John Havlicek for the Celtics, 40 points, 10 boards, they win. Game 7 was Jerry West in 69. 1980, Magic Johnson, 42 points, same as uh, Jerry West. 2000, Shaquille O'Neal has 41 points, 12 rebounds um, in the uh, closeout game. 2017, LeBron James, 41 points, 13 boards in a loss. And then in a closeout game, the best ever in NBA Finals history, Giannis Adendikumbo obviously talked about it, 50 points, 14 rebounds, 5 blocks, Bucks win a championship. Giannis Dendekumbo has put himself as the greatest performance in an NBA Finals closeout game in the history of the NBA, Rowdy. I don't think that's set in for me yet. Like, that he's a Milwaukee Buck. <laughs> and he was like some skinny little, skinny, lanky kid from Greece. It's crazy. All right, welcome back in. Happy Friday, my friends. We got our Gambler to the Stars, Dave Essler, coming up at uh, 740. Dapper Dave. Uh, we got Raphael in the 940. We'll have Raphael and Zach Heilpern, our sports director. He is down at Big Ten Media Days, and he caught up with Barry Alvarez yesterday for a new edition of the camp. The camp coming back, obviously, because football season is here. Like, I mean, he, here. he'll do a, one during the Big Ten Media Days, and it'll go dark for a little bit, and then it's back up. But Zach sat down with Barry Alvarez. So I have comments from him that I want to get to, and we'll have Zach coming up at the 9 o'clock hour. Uh, check this guys out. Check this out though. So Zach, <laughs> remember yesterday at, uh, we were like around 1145, we were all in, uh, Rowdy and I's office and RJ was in there. What were we, what, what, I think we were looking up like Freddie Peralta stuff and Omar Narvaez stuff. Yeah. yeah. We were. And we were talking about the Brewers and, and, and Vladdy Jr. And Bartolo Colon and secret families. And then with Cologne, secret families, with Bartolo Cologne. <laughs> and then all of a sudden Zach texted me. He's like, Hey man, can you throw a sports update in for me? I, uh, I have an opportunity to sit down with Brett Bielema. 
So I, I jolted out of the office, bolted out of the office and did some stuff. And then after uh, about a half an hour later, Zach texted me. He goes, man, I couldn't get uh, Brett, Brett, Brett Bielema for that time. I'm hoping to get him later. I'm like, well, what happened with Brett Bielema? And I kid you not, guys. Zach Hobbin told me, told me Brett Bielema, and I quote, had to go grab lunch. Well, what would you expect? Come on. And then I think he eventually did catch up with him because uh, he sent me a bunch of comments, and Zach did sit down with Brett Bielema. But Zach put a great article up at madcitysportszone.com, uh, one about Barry Alvarez and another one about Brett Bielema. And Zach had a picture of Brett. He is looking R-U-F-F rough. Buzz, your girlfriend. Woof. Woof. My guy, my guy, Bert, first time on the podium as a Big Ten coach, RJ, since December 1st of 2012. Yeah, well. You know what happened that day, that night? Yeah. He peaced out. He did. He said, I, bye, Felicia. Um, I, I liked it. Apparently somebody asked him about his Iowa Hawkeyes tattoo on his leg <laughs> and <laughs> said it was a, it was a mistake. 20 or whatever, how many, when a 19 year old kid made it. I'm like, dude, that's the school you went to. Yeah, what's wrong with how that? How is it a mistake? What's wrong with that? The only reason it's a mistake now is because you coach in the Big Ten. It's the same thing he said when he was the a defensive coordinator here. Like, people asked him about his tattoo. He's like, it was a mistake. I mean, Why doesn't he just say, dude, I played for the Iowa yeah. Hawkeyes? Yeah, I like, was a captain. I played for the, for the Iowa Hawkeyes. Hawkeyes. Like, that's pretty easy to do, right? Not a mistake. Now, I'm not going to name any names, but I may or may not have a brother-in-law. Not Mike. I may or may not have a brother-in-law who's got, and I quote, a tramp stamp. Oh. That's tough. He he may or that, may not say. That one might have been a mistake. He may or may not say he regrets that. But there, there are processes like, like a, to take that off now. Well, it was like, he's he's older, and, you know, the <laughs> I don't, I'm not defending him here on this one. Sure but sounds like you, you know when like the tribal tattoos were a big thing. Like no, everyone got the no, tribal. You're defending. And like the nine, like the late nineties, everyone gets the tribal tattoos. Sure. Well, who, he got the tribal tramp stamp. I'm like, oh, Matt, what are you who, doing? Yeah, who does that? What are you doing? No offense. That's tough. But who does that? What are you, that's tough scene, dude. That's just. It's not a good look on you, brother. So maybe that's a tattoo. <laughs> you, I mean, you, can get it, you can hey, get that removed. If you, if you like it, you like it. There's only. laser removal out there now. Tramp stamp. All right, boys. So. Uh, Barry Alvarez <laughs> sat down with our sports director, uh, Zach Heilprin at Big Ten Media Days. We'll get Zach on a little later, hopefully in the 8 o'clock hour, uh, if not 9 o'clock. I, uh, I, I got a feel out to him. I think Zach's sleeping. But Barry Alvarez took a shot at Graham Mertz. Took a shot at him? Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. It's, a, it's, it's, like a, it's like a fun shot. It's not like a... Still took a shot at He him. took a shot at Graham Mertz. Doesn't work here anymore. While <laughs> repping his, believe it or not, he has a grandson on the team. While repping his grandson, Jake Ferguson, Barry Alvarez was asked about NIL name image likeness and about also having Jake Ferguson, his, uh, I don't know if you guys know this, his grandson on the what? team. Yeah, wow. take a listen. You know, having a grandson playing. You know, I, I love the attitude that he took in visiting with him about it. Uh, you know, he's got six months of, of college football left. He's got one season left. He's more concerned about playing than he is trying to get a, a T-shirt contract or you know starting his own his, his own brand or, or or running around trying to get sponsorships. So <laughs> I, I appreciate that. I just think <laughs> that's a, that's Here, a, here's the thing. That's a shot. It's well, a, like it's a fun shot, but I think there's some seriousness to let's it. Let's say you're from Madison. Your grandfather is Barry Alvarez. And you are the starting tight end at a school that prides itself on its tight ends. How, my question How is, do you not have an endorsement deal with something from the city you were born and raised in? With your grandfather, who is the Don of said city, and you are the starting tight end, something that's prided on. Well, maybe because, as Barry Alvarez suggests, he's focusing on football. Not building a brand and making a crappy logo. Here's more from Barry Alvarez on <laughs> poaching a logo from some well, other companies. Well, to be completely companies. honest, the guy probably doesn't need to do any of that. No. Yeah, Just because his, once yeah. once his playing days are over at Wisconsin, obviously he's going to take a shot at the NFL. And if that doesn't work out, I'm sure he's going to find a pretty cush position after. Yeah. Probably at the UW. <laughs> I would go on a limb to RJ and say that as well. Yes, here's more from Alvarez on Ferguson and NIL name image likeness. You know, it's co- it's a coach's job. It's it's a coach's responsibility and school's responsibility to keep your fo- your players focused and and keep priorities in order. And it's playing first and and not going out um, and 
trying to endorse, you know, trying to promote yourself. So did you like Graham Mertz's uh, hey, Zach. logo or, or uh, I, I, <laughs> no, I just saw that he has. It. Yeah. It's, you know, that's fine. That's his, that's his right. <laughs> I just hope it. he it completes a high percentage of passes. That's what, that's what I hope. I'm more concerned with that than his T-shirt logo. Now, that's funny. How sweet, that's funny. That's sweet it would be if he came out and it looks it looks kind of like Gorilla Games or GameCube. Yeah, but Barry Alvarez like, yeah, I was up, I dusted off my GameCube the other day. and like, man, that really looks like Graham Mertz's logo. <laughs> Barry Alvarez, big GameCube guy. What a shot by Barry Alvarez, the Don, to Graham Mertz. I just hope he completes a high percentage of passes. <laughs> then I do care about his T-shirt logos. That's yeah. that's funny. And how about Zach? How about Zach with the like Zach with the hard hitting question? Yeah. So what did, you, what did you think about Mertz's logo? That's funny, man. Uh, <laughs> Barry Alvarez also talks about you know what he's seen so far from NIL name, image, likeness. Being more aggressive than others, whether it be individuals, whether it be schools, I think I see where some schools are trying to use that as an advantage um try to get an edge as far as uh really uh motivating trying to motivate their community to get involved in supporting uh their athletes uh i I love the fact that we're helping athletes we're doing some things for athletes it opens a door for them so barry alvarez coming around to it unless you're uh i guess graham (laughs) burtz maybe maybe he just really doesn't like that logo well i Um, I think a lot of people fall with barry alvarez yeah I'd like to see the the first quarter reviews for that. When <laughs> yeah, I would love the, to see how much business he got. Probably like his mom and his dad are like the biggest yeah. buyers of it. I'm like, thanks, 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 folks. Or uh, what's his face? Who's got Baby Groot? Oh well, they they're coming hard for a and, uh, cease and desist. Are yeah. they really? Well, I mean, I would imagine You'd so. Have, if they're selling it, especially if he makes any type of money yeah. from it. Yeah. Uh, all right, we're gonna get to six zero eight three two one sixteen seventy. Is that who that? Yeah, was? I think so. Yeah. We're going to get to the phones one second, but first, Barry Alvarez talks about uh, his new job now that he's retired as uh, athletic director. Now he's a special advisor for the Big Ten. Well, um, Commissioner uh, approached me a while back uh, to gauge my interest maybe as as far as a consultant, uh, an advisor to to him, the league, a liaison with coaches and, and athletic directors, and, uh, you know, just uh, – I've been around a long time. I've been in this league since 79 <laughs> as an assistant at Iowa. So yeah, took some time um, off to be in. You know, I, I really, I, I really love the game. I love the league. And uh, so married to the know, game. I felt like I could bring something to the table and uh, have he some is the uh, some committee. opinions that might be able to help. And, and, and you know, having been in the coach's shoes and administrator's shoes. Um, you know, it, and it keeps me active. It keeps me involved in it. And, and so it, it really uh, excited me to have the opportunity. Well, and I'll say this. I think if uh, he was in this role, we'll say last year at this time, I don't know if the uh, Big Ten would have started so late. Uh, Rowdy, I think you're 100% spot on. Yeah. Because he was the one gunning for like, hey, let's do this. Thing. Well, he was one of the big ones who was who even. got it going. Well, talking about nobody's been in the same room. Like, yeah. And you know what? Understand hard to get in the same room when you're in the middle of. A well, pandemic, they had this thing called Zoom. Nobody was in the same Zoom meeting. I know. Uh, it's like all the, the presidents. Yeah, the, pres- the presidents. The presidents and chancellors were the ones hosting the meeting. So they had a meeting with the the commissioner. Yep. The ads, the doctors, and the coaches, but never all but together. They, and they kept them all separate, which is for insane. the sole reason of not coming to a conclusion yeah. on when things should. Start. And you saw all those emails come out from uh, public domain. You know the the the. Yeah. Uh, you know, they get the uh, all the information out there because it's, it's it's the public has access to it. Right. The FOIA's the Freedom of Information Act, and you find out they're trying to use back channels and they're literally trying to sabotage the season. Like Rebecca Blank and all the other chancellors were trying not to have it going. Yeah, and some yeah. other guys like Nebraska, I think, and uh, was it Iowa? Iowa were like, "What are we doing? Like, let's do this thing." And yeah. everyone else was like, "No, no, no." Well, make sure and yeah, make sure these don't come about, out to the public. They talked about already having processes in place that the doctors and trainers all gave them to say, this is how we can do it safely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all this stuff came out, and you could have started the season in September uh, with they like all, the rest of college They football. all separated everyone to yeah. make sure there's confusion. That's you, exactly... you, even, you even came out with a different schedule yeah. that would have allowed you to play like almost every conference team uh, and get your 12 yep. games in, yep. and then it turned into, wait a minute, and then... Yeah, so thank God for the Freedom of Information Act because he found out that they were all the the higher ups never were trying to do anything besides. And the guy whose job was to kind of 
corral all this together, Kevin Warren. Wow. He's he's his, the guy that probably shouldn't have the job he currently still has. Yeah, he was, he was just hired, the yes man. He was hired by the presidents and to be the yes chancellors man. to be the yes man. And quite frankly, once he starts getting more tenure and keeps going, I think he'll do okay. I hope so. But it was his job last year yes to agree with them. Yeah, and then Barry Elrose was one out there like like fighting hard to be like, what are we doing? Like, come on, let's yeah. I, Let's I, do this I think it really took off and was like, oh, we can do this when Barry Alvarez and uh, AD at Ohio State, Gene Smith, yeah, Gene, both yep. came out and were like, we can do this. And I was like, oh, well, those two most powerful men in the well, conference are going to start. It should have you know, never have taken those guys to no. say anything because, I don't know, like two-thirds of the other conferences were already playing. Right. Oh, like Iowa State was playing when I was like, so like exactly. Hey, like, yeah. I'm, it's what's happening here. <laughs> a lot of people have been talking about it. This guy named Giannis Adendakumbo, the Greek freak. Giannis Adendakumbo and the story of him. I know Pete called in and said we don't really truly know, know him, but I'm going to go off what I see uh, and gut feeling. Usually my gut feeling is 99% of the time correct. Uh, my gut feeling on Giannis Adendakumbo, a genuine, genuine, genuine individual who wants nothing more than to have a nice little beautiful family in the city of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, bring a championship to the Milwaukee Bucks, do it the hard way. You can see the emotions running through. Giannis Dendekumbo, to me, Rowdy, the eye test for Giannis Dendekumbo, to me, is a genuinely nice, caring individual that's all about hard work and seeing it pay off. How about What about your gut instinct on Giannis? Yeah, I'm kind of right, right there with you. I think especially he just seems... Na- a little naive. He definitely and like seems innocent. Naive. Yep, very innocent, especially for someone that's twenty six years old. Not jaded. Like he's very, very. You know what is it? Uh, Bright eyed and bushy tailed. Giannis Dendekumbo. Everyone has been uh, gravitating towards Giannis. He just put on the greatest performance of all time ever, the greatest closeout game in NBA Finals history. Giannis Dendekumbo, fifty points, fourteen rebounds, five blocks. Uh, what he accomplished is nothing short of incredible, and I think. Anyone and everyone can gravitate towards it. Even Phoenix Suns fans. I saw Suns fans being like, Giannis is the man. Uh, let's see here. Emmanuel Acho, ES, uh, Fox Sports 1, FS1. He had this to say about Giannis. He says Giannis Adenokounmpo cannot be the face of the NBA. Take a listen. Face of the oh, NBA. You? Yeah, it's not possible, Selden. Why is it not possible? You can't be the face of the NBA if they can't pronounce your last name. Ooh. Let's wow. call the spade a spade, y'all. We finna go places you going on there? this show. We wow. about to go new Is Stephen A showing up? Oh, uh, that sounds a little different thing is, I'm able to bob and weave because here's what I said. They can't pronounce your last name. Oh. It's not that you are incapable of doing things. Did he win the NBA Finals and put on the greatest performance ever and his back-to-back MVP and NBA Finals MVP and is more accolades at age 26 than Michael Jordan? I don't think so. It is that they are incapable of doing it. Let's Whoever talk. the they is, you figure it out for yourself. Uh. Cannot be the face of the league if you cannot be related to. There's so many ways and so many layers, sell that huh? we're going to go here, but why can Giannis not be the face of the NBA? Because the face of the NBA must be relatable. Mm. Huh. LeBron James. We know mm. LeBron James' mama knows mama's name. We know. Roddy, do you know LeBron James' mom's name? I couldn't tell you. I have no idea. His wife. Know the kids' names. I don't even know. If his... she walked by me, I wouldn't know who it was. Do you know his wife's name? Because I don't. I don't. If she walked by me, I wouldn't know who it was. I know one of LeBron James' kids' names because LeBron James named his kid LeBron James Jr. Yeah, that's the only one I could name. All right, let's have Acho continue. We know Bronny, we know Bryce, we know Zuri. We know the characters' names Zuri. from the Space Jam. We know all them. I, d- I know the, some of the characters' names because I grew up watching Looney Tunes. All right, a little yeah, I'm thinking of Kobe, the yeah. late. Michael Jordan, you can name Michael Jordan. I can't well, name we'll let, we'll, any of his wives. And I know that a couple of his sons played for Illinois. Couldn't even tell you their name. name. I let him continue. Kobe, the late, great Kobe mm, Bryant. Respect. We knew Kobe Bryant. We knew his upbringing. We knew why he knew so many different languages. We played at Lower Mary in high school. We knew his high school jersey number. We knew he repped a 3-3. Knew he was from mm. PA. We knew all that. Mm. I honestly Magic didn't Johnson. Know. We knew about Magic Johnson. Some of that. The only reason why... I actually know Kobe Bryant's wife's name is because of the rape allegations. And she was, obviously, it was like a big oh, thing. Vanessa, Vanessa, Vanessa. Well, exactly. I know, yeah. I know a lot that's about the Kobe. Only, that's the only reason why. And then the only reason why you know their daughter's names, not to 
is because well, yeah, the tragedy. Yeah, yeah. since yeah. past, which is obviously sad. I let Acho continue here. Know about Michigan State Magic Johnson. Know about the college mm. upbringing. Know about the legacy there. Larry Bird, the face in the '80s as well. Mm. Know about the great Larry Bird. We know how Larry Bird went to college, left college, went back to college. We know about that. Know about the upbringing. We've seen the documentaries. Michael Jordan. Stop playing. We know about Mike. We know. And we know everything there is to know about Mike. We know yeah. about the tragedies. <laughs> we know about all that. We also know about the tragedies that he had to face, that he had yeah. to overcome. The tragedy That's, with his right. father. We know all of that. But Giannis, we know Giannis' mom's name. I do. What's her name? <laughs> Veronica. Veronica. Yes. No, I, that's her. American no, no. Name. See, that's the problem. Oh, God, you now, can't relate to someone if you keep I lying. I to help you stop. I hate when people say, like, where are you from? And you say, it's somewhere small. No. I was like, food. No. Just tell me something. Here, no. here is part of the problem. Just Veronica. This Emmanuel Acho is so wet on this take. It is absolutely insane. Giannis Adenakumbo, he says, is not relatable, and we don't know his mother's name, and we don't know where he's from. He's from Athens, Greece. His parents are from Nigeria. They migrated there. Uh, they immigrated there. And then Giannis came over from Athens, Greece, and we can all say his name is Giannis Adenakumbo, the guy that just put in the greatest performance in the finals in a closeout game ever. He is a back-to-back MVP, more accolades than Michael Jordan at the age of 26. But Emmanuel Acho says he can't be the face of the NBA, Rowdy. Well, there was one. This, there was a big to do about baseball and the face of baseball, and we know how bad the marketing has been for baseball, especially with Rob Manfred. Yeah. And a lot of people thought it should be a certain player, but that certain player didn't speak English, so he wasn't marketable. Well, obviously, for like the past five, eight years. The face of baseball should have been Mike Trout. Yeah. He still isn't the face of baseball. Yeah, they did nothing with him. And the guy that you would say is probably on pace to become the face of baseball is Fernando Tatis, yeah. who's from the Dominican. I'm pretty sure Major League Baseball pulled out all the red carpets for Shohei Otani in the Major League Baseball All-Star festivities. That, my friends, was a tough take from Emmanuel Acho of uh, Fox Sports 1, FS1. And that was tough. The honest that Nakumbo, he proclaims, can't be the face of the NBA Sound like because he a wasn't American and b we couldn't pronounce his last name and c we didn't know what his, the name of his mother was. That was uh, well. In all that's, seriousness, that's when tough. you're talking about some of the superstars of every sport, whether it be baseball, football, basketball, hockey, mixed martial arts, whatever, mm-hmm. do you unless they're famous, do you know any of their significant others? Like no. the Giselles of the world with Tom Brady, or what is it? Um, Fisher for used to play for the Predators. He was uh, married to uh, oh the country singer uh, Underwood. Yeah, Carrie Carrie Underwood. Yeah, I don't. Like, even, I couldn't even tell you a single Carrie Underwood song before or, he cheats. Is that one or or like uh, Dustin know. Johnson's married to Paulina Gretzky? Yeah, because it's Wayne Gretzky's daughter. Yeah, like other than those three that come to mind, I. I, I couldn't even really tell you know. the I couldn't tell I you the name. I didn't know who Shailene Woodley was. I didn't know who Shailene Woodley was either. I couldn't even tell you the name of a. I don't even know the name of a single Milwaukee Brewers uh, significant other. I couldn't even tell you a, a name. I have no idea. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you anything. In fact, we were uh, wondering if Christian Yelich had a girlfriend the other day because what we saw him sitting by. Uh, and the only reason I know who Mallory Edens is is because her dad owns the Milwaukee Bucks and she's like courtside. She's like a jock sniffer. I always see her sitting by all the stars. Uh, we were like, oh, what's up with uh, with uh, Edens? Why is she sitting by her, her, uh Christian Yelich? I don't even know a single – I don't know a single wife or anything. I, here's the thing. I just don't care. Do you care who a player's wife is? Like, I don't. Not really. Yeah. So the, the Emmanuel Acho saying Giannis Adendokounmpo can't be the face of the NBA, and he goes down these lists of reasons that are just completely asinine. Well, and that's uh, it why blows I think my it's, mind. I think it's funny that – Someone can say that about the NBA when obviously a lot of heat has been put on Major League Baseball for a lot of the dumb stuff that they've done Mm -hmm. and how bad Rob Manfred has really been as the commissioner and marketing the sport in general. And even them, you can say this year, Shohei Otani is is big time. I I don't know if you would necessarily say face of baseball right now, but he's getting close, right? Well, did did they not pull out all the red carpets for him for the All Star game? Like, I mean, he is every he is baseball. They made sure that he started. Yep. They made sure that he was hitting at the same time, and he was in the home run derby. Yep. They how many times did they cut to him to the All Star game? You know, to to talk with him to you know pump him up, and uh, and that's a guy that doesn't speak English. Yeah, and here's the reason why a translator. Here's the reason why they're doing it, Rowdy. He's good. He's really good. And then that's and, why. Well, that's the other thing. Because he's good. We can say all the things that baseball has done wrong or done terribly, but yet now all of a sudden they're marketing Shohei Otani 
He was big time focused on that all-star game. The lead up to this season, Fernando Tatis Jr., who's from the Dominican, has been another guy that you could say is arguably one of the faces of baseball. Yeah, totally. And one of the guys they didn't prop up and they've never propped up, yet he's been the best player in Major League Baseball for the past seven or eight years is Mike Trout. Oh, yeah, hands down. They've pumped Shohei Otani more in this year than they have Mike Trout his entire career. Ever, ever, yeah. Um. So the, to, to say that they're from another country or you can't pronounce their names or they can't speak asinine. English it's the stupidest and thing that's I've ever why heard. they can't do it is just a terrible take. It's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Uh, and he also said, like, Emmanuel Altrowood said, Giannis is not relatable. Uh, I, um, <laughs> don't we all love the underdog story? Don't we all love the regs to riches story? Don't we all love the guy who came from nothing and now is on top of the mountain? That's Giannis Adenakumbo. I'm pretty sure Hollywood makes movies about this every weekend. They're in box office, uh, uh, movie theaters across the country about a guy or a girl or some individual that came from nothing and then had a feel-good success story. That's what is. That's what the dream is. Giannis Adenakumbo is the dream. You know why they don't want to prop him up as the face of the NBA, Rowdy? He's not a guy that's going to garner a lot of controversial headlines. He is not a guy that you're going to have to say, like, TMZ is going to be all over. He spurns New York. He spurns L.A. He spurns being in Space Jam 2 with LeBron James. Here's what Giannis wants to do. He wants to win. A ch- he wants to get to the gym at 4 a.m., put the work in, win a- another championship for the city of Milwaukee, and then go home with his wife or his significant other and his you know one-year-old Liam, his kid, and I think they have another kid on the way, and just kind of be a family man. Well, I think there's also something that's to why be they said don't like him about the East and West Coast elite. No, because for sure. Giannis obviously came from Greece, though he's now in Milwaukee, and he kind of has embrace like the what a lot of people have as midwest values like the nice yes, the hard blue working collar. blue collar and he's he's wanted to stick around the same city that he's been he's kind of embraced that same type of mindset he has that same mindset that's why a lot of people from Milwaukee Wisconsin and just the midwest in general can get behind him because they have those same type of mindsets where when you look at a lot of the the people that do get propped up, they're normally from the east or west coast, and they're living these lavish elite oh, lives. Oh, for sure. It's like, I, how can I how can I identify? Now, the story of LeBron James was incredible of how he came from nothing, right? Well, then all of a sudden, you know, he's on the scene. How can how can yeah, I? Yeah, but now, then he goes to South Beach. Yeah, how can I now relate with a guy who's got like ten mansions across you know the USA? A guy that literally like. Uh, Went to no, South Beach to become the villain, came home, and then went back to L.A. to do his Holly Weird stuff. How can you relate with uh, Giannis Ndekumbo is so relatable, uh, or just feel-good story. LeBron once was a feel-good story. It still is. It's just now you're looking at me like, man, I guess money does corrupt all. Money is the root of all evil. Giannis says no to L.A., says no to New York, says no to the lavish, you know, the in the lights lifestyle, and he's not relatable. Because we don't, we can't say his name, we don't know what his mother's name is, and yada yada yada. It's I just it just blows the mind of how they have and to that's, put well, their brain in pretzels to try to get through this. Once they become as good as Giannis has now etched himself into the NBA record books and the history books, you know, mm-hmm. people don't have to say his last name. It's like how many times do you hear people call Shaquille O'Neal Shaquille O'Neal? It's Shaq. Shaq. It's Giannis. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's, call- M- it's MJ. It's magic. And if you can't say Adendakumbo by now, then I mean, I guess you're kind of lost. There's like it's 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 very easy. Here, here's a here's the freak. Hi, Milwaukee. I'm Yanis Adendakumbo. Can you say my name? Yeah, well, we can. You just put on the greatest performance of all time in a closeout game in the NBA Finals. We'll put some respect on that name, Yanis Adendakumbo. Now, I love my Fridays because I get to talk to this man right here. I see the uh, the opening ceremony going on in the Olympics. Our gold medalist when it comes to gambling, Dave Esler, Dapper Dave. Dave, what's going on, my brother? Well, I don't know. I mean, I was, I was thinking about Joey Gallo is what I was thinking about. Um, and, someone called in earlier know, about Joey Gallo. I think and you and he, some Brewer fans. Um, 
You don't want Joey Gallo. <laughs> Dave, what do we want? Do we just want to keep on keeping on? I don't like, know, but, you know, all this money you'd have to spend for a lifetime 212 hitter that struck out twice as many times as he has hits. Well, Dave, here's the thing when it comes to the Brewers, the and David Stearns, the, the president of baseball operations, he loves when it comes around this time, we call it stand patters. He likes to stand pat. Well, he will dabble a little bit in about a 30-year-old, 31-year-old uh, reliever who's got an ERA around three and four. He will bring a couple of those in. And how's that going for you? Well, I mean, right now, past couple of years, you know, in the playoffs, so I guess okay. Wouldn't prefer yeah, to win the championship, I, I, you know. If you guys sign Gallo, all that's going to do is make sure the the Brewers strike out more than Tampa Bay does this year. Right now, it's close. Ooh, yeah, the Brewers are pretty pretty I'm, low there. I'm not pro Joey Gallo. I'm not pro Trevor Story. I'm not pro a lot of the guys that are the names being floated out there that are the top uh, free age or uh, free agents uh, trade deadline pieces. No, uh, you're gonna you're gonna overpay for him. And how many times does that one guy get you over the hump? Um, unless his name's CC Sabathia, <laughs> probably well, not. Yeah, there's that. Oh, did we really overpay for him though, Rowdy? And not really. I yeah. mean, they gave away Michael Brantley and three top prospects that all turned into trash. Michael Brantley isn't he? Isn't he doing pretty well? Yeah, he's been pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Dave. Speaking I, of speaking of pretty good, my brother, the Milwaukee Bucks. What did, did you think? You ever see the day that the Milwaukee Bucks would win a championship? Well, actually, I did. I actually did because I remember this that that big tall center you all had from UCLA. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that guy, right? Yeah, that guy. Yeah, he was pretty good. That was a good. That was another good trade. <laughs> I don't know if it was good for, for the, the Lakers, for the Bucks, but yeah, for the Lakers, it was great. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, I'm 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 happy for the Bucks. You know, Dave, I mean, did I see some of our? I, listeners? I like it when I like it when smaller market teams win. I'm pretty sure I saw some of our listeners like tweeting at you as like, "How about them bucks? How about them bucks? Were you getting some flack?" Like, I was trying to wonder why. Um, did I can't remember? Did you pick the Suns or did you pick the Bucks? Like, what what was my man Dave Essler and how did he do betting on the NBA Finals? Well, I don't think I did. Uh, I don't think I picked either one publicly. I may well have. I I, I went game by game. Yeah. Um, full disclosure: I did have the Suns in Game Seven. But I just thought five points was too many. If Booker makes that three at the end, they cover the line, mm. which was all which was all I really cared about. But you know, isn't that the um, worst when you got a bad beat like that? I don't care. It happens all the time. You guys, if I take flack, I do every day. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, I love it. Eventually, you just become callous to it, right? You just like you. Um, you know, I haven't got there yet, but I'm a lot more callous than I used to be. <laughs> You know, there's a there's a lot of those functions on Twitter. You know, the whole block mute. All My right, favorite you know. is muting. I love the mute, Dave. So that what, when you block someone, obviously they know you get blocked. But if you mute someone, you'll never see their stuff again. But the person you mute it doesn't know that, so they are just yelling into the abyss without ever well, knowing that's, that. That's, that's exactly right. I do the same thing. I don't think I've like literally blocked anybody in years. No, I just mute. It's the funniest thing ever. See, this is, think. Dave, where Ebo and I differ because I refuse to block or mute anyone, so I still see those messages just to get hot and bothered to come on here and yell a few times. <laughs> well, you are, a lot, you are a lot more callous than we are, then. Yeah, that is true. Rowdy is a lot, I'd say Rowdy is the most jaded man I've ever met, Dave, and he's only, what are you, 26? <laughs> uh, so, Dave, when it comes to, um, well, I mean, Real quick, are you going to bet on anything Olympics-wise? Because the opening ceremony no. just got underway. No, no, because you know what will happen if I do? Um, I'll have this great bet, and I'll have a great number, and then my guy will test positive for something. <laughs> Dave, do you get down at the Olympics? And, and, and the worst part is it'll be like, you know, 2 o'clock in the morning, and I'll wake up to it. So that would just totally ruin my day. Yeah, yeah to steal a draft term, you got to keep your head on a swivel when it comes to that stuff, uh, Dave. Do you, like, do you get jazzed up over the Olympics? Is something that, like, you know, interests you as just, like, a, a fan of sport? Some of it, some of it, but in general, no. I mean... You know, and Rowdy and I have talked about this off air and on the QT. You know, I I kind of get a little bit jaded about the, you know, the transgender thing, and and you know. I'm, I'm, <laughs> well, we won't go down that road, Dave, for you. Okay, we don't want to get too upset. I'm right just now. not. I'm just not feeling confident in my ability to pick winners 
given the variables that we have today. Yeah, I got you. There's more things in play for sure. Oh, all right, Dave. Well, I see Malaysia walking down right now uh, in the opening ceremonies. So I don't. And then the federations of uh, the federated states of Micronesia are now making their way down. I don't even know they had people in the Olympics for that. So there you go. News to me. All right, Dave. It's something you are good at. That's betting on. Uh, Obviously, the professional sports here in uh, the United States of America. So, Dave, only thing going right now is baseball. What are you looking at this weekend, brother? What are you looking at? Well, it's a tough card tonight. I mean, I, I think I, I think your Brewers game is extremely intriguing, and it's in, tr- intriguing from the standpoint of of Peralta's only minus one twenty at home. I mean, that's kind of a yellow flag. I, I mean, I know Giolito's good. But I think if I had to bet that game, which I I don't have to, but I probably will, <laughs> I think I'm taking the Brewers uh, for the game, only because they have to improve on their two and seven interleague record, um, and I really uh, think the White Sox bullpen is going to be their kryptonite. I mean, they've got an ERA of six point three eight over the last week, and and do not have a save in the last week. So I think that I am going to make two bets there. The Brewers for the first five, and then I think Milwaukee will find a way uh, to beat that bullpen in the end. Love it. Uh, you know, I also sticking in the in the NL Central. I, I last night I really thought that I would I would love the Reds over the Cardinals, and you know I should because it's Wade LeBlanc. Um, Cardinals played last night. Cardinals can't hit. It's Maley. But if you look at Maley, um, he is relatively pitiful at home. I think his ERA at home, and of course that's in that small ballpark, is like over six, mm-hmm. and it's like two or three on the road. And the other thing, you know, LeBlanc's one of those guys, he throws those junk balls. Um, it's kind of like a J.A. Happ, and <laughs> the, Reds, the Reds just don't do well against them and, and aren't a great hitting team against left-handed pitchers. So, you know, the Reds being like minus 150, minus 160, I think that's too much. So I will... I will take the Cardinals, and I will split it with the Cardinals on the run line because that total is coming down. So uh, I think that's two winners there as well. I love it. And, uh, and real quick, if you want to go into college football. Yeah, please. Um, um, Ole Miss, um, I think they're going to crush Louisville uh, the first weekend, Monday night. I mean, that's Lane Kiffin, and, and Lane Kiffin doesn't stop scoring, and Ole Miss brings back about 80% of their offense, and Louisville, who did not win a game outside of Louisville last year, brings back about 30% of their returning production on defense. So I don't, I don't see that game as being even halfway close. And, and last question, when is Wisconsin coming to the SEC? <laughs> Everyone wants to go to the SEC, Dave, you know? Come on. We're going to reign supreme in the Big Ten West and hopefully get over uh, the freaking Ohio State Buckeyes. So I think we're good in the Big Ten, my friend. Uh, yeah, I would tend to think you are for at least this year, but you know, if, and I guess if, my, if Ohio State and Michigan decide to come to the SEC, you better stay there. Oh yeah, then we then we truly will reign supreme. Because then you won't be a Power Five conference anymore. I have to I have to throw that in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, you can say something. Yeah. I mean, that would pretty much, if Ohio State, Michigan, and some of those bigger teams left the Big Ten, it'd basically be Wisconsin and the MAC. <laughs> Hey Dave, I have to ask you. Hey, your, yeah. your, bowl, your, bowl, your bowl game would be in, in El Paso against the Mountain West Conference. Um, Dave, did you see? I don't know if you saw this or not. It might have just been local news here, but there is now a Division Three bowl game uh, being played by. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard of the fast food chain in the Midwest called Culver's. It's like yeah, it's Culver's rules, by the way. They're doing yeah. like the Culver's Bowl, and it's going to be played. What was it, Rowdy? All the teams. It was that, all the teams that didn't qualify for the actual playoff. So if you want to, you'll have some additional low-level betting, Dave, coming up here in Wisconsin. Or, uh, oh, you know, you know, the interesting thing about that is that will be on ESPN too. <laughs> hey, Dave, I like how you're already looking forward to September 6th is that Louisville Ole Miss uh, matchup. I love that, man. You, uh, yeah. you get your eyes on all kinds of stuff. You gotta, you gotta stay on top of these things. Hey, let me ask you real quick on the Brewers. Just like, a, like, um, I know you look at the numbers and yada yada yada, but sometimes I like, I'm not a professional gambler. Obviously, um, the professional gamblers laugh at me because they just, you know, the 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 book, the odds makers will just take my money. But you see the Brewers 
a team that plays up and down to their level of competition, like the White Sox are coming in and you're taking the Brewers over the Sox. White Sox are a really good team. But the Brewers just played the Royals, and the Royals are terrible. What are the Brewers? Are they Brewers are 0 for 4 now against the 0 and 4? Do you look at that at all as a team? Like, like, oh, they play down to their level of competition, they up to the level of competition. Does that like go into your factoring at all, Dave? Yeah, that's a good question, actually. It does, but probably another level than that. You know, if a team is like on a a good eight and two run or whatever in their last 10, but I look at, okay, they've played the Pirates, they've played um, the Rockies on the road, and, 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 I don't want to say the Royals because they just beat the Brewers, but, you know, it means a whole lot less to me than if they've just beaten, you know, uh, the Dodgers, the Red Sox, and, you know, pick another good team, the White Sox. Um, if they're 8-2 and two against them, then they're probably hot. So I think that's kind of one of those cyclical things. Yeah. Um, I don't think you can make a general season statement. I mean, you can, but I, I would tend to disagree. I think it's a lot more about current form. Gotcha. All right, Dave, before I let you go, my brother, as uh, Mongolia is just walking out, just keep you updated on the opening ceremonies. Dave, what are we looking at today? Golf game? going to be a hole-in-one coming up? going to be a couple of eagles? What are we thinking? You know what? Funny you should mention that. I almost got a hole-in-one on Wednesday, but it was not on a par three. It was on a par four. Dave, David, what did you you drive it down? No, I I cut the corner and went over the tree, and it was one of those once-in-a-lifetime shots that you have to try. No, I thought um, you were going to say you uh, bombed it to the uh, next fairway by accident and it almost went in the cup. Now there. don't tell us that you. No, that was the that was in the other seventeen hole. <laughs> and now don't tell us that you finished that hole with a par. No, I, I did make the putt. All right, good. That's an applause for you, Dave. Golf, golf clap, out boy. There you go, Dave. We love you, man. Thanks for joining us. Uh, I'm glad we could get you on because uh, we love our Fridays with you. Enjoy the power lifting coming up here in the Olympics, okay, my friend? Especially the I'm women's division. For, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm grabbing another cup of coffee now. You guys too. See you, Dave. See you, buddy. <laughs> Dave Esler, our gambler to the stars, Dapper Dave. Uh, let's go to uh, live Big Ten media days. Our sports director, Zach Heilprint. Zach, good morning. Good morning, Evo. Good morning, Nelson. How are, <laughs> good morning. Happy Friday. Good morning. How are we doing today? We're doing great. Fantastic. Day two, Big Ten Media Days. The, uh, Wisconsin's going to be talking today. Paul Christ's going to be full of excitement coming up at uh, 11 o'clock here. And then also uh, Fayon Hicks and Jack Sanborn and Barry Alvarez's grandson can all be uh, here in Indy today. Whoa. Barry Alvarez has a grandson? Whoa. And he plays he on the Badgers. What, dude? Oh, my God. <laughs> so, Zach, uh, speaking of Barry Alvarez and his grandson, I saw yesterday you caught up with the Don of Wisconsin sports, Barry Alvarez. Uh, I, a new episode of The Camp is dropping after a Big Ten Media Days. I'm excited to hear that. But, Zach, mm-hmm. Barry Alvarez, I mean, it, he, he was now, what, special advisor for the Big Ten? 22 days of retirement. Now he's working again? Yeah, he, he spent all of 22 days in retirement, and yesterday it was announced that he would be a, a advisor for football. It's gonna be he's gonna be working on a number of things, including uh, college football playoff expansion, and it'll kind of just be in a conduit between the league's coaches, which obviously he was part of at one point, and the league office. Just uh, you know, trying to make sure that if there's anything going on with them, they get that communicated to the league office. He can figure things out. Um, but yeah, I mean, he couldn't stay away, right? I mean, no. he just he he needs to be involved. He needs to be in front of people. Like he just he loves. I think he just loves the spotlight. And, Dude, he's married uh, to the he game. Found a little bit yesterday. He's married to the game, he Zach. He's married to the game. So what was it like sitting down with Don? Were you like, hey, Barry, come over here? PJ Flex trying to steal your look with the loafers with no socks. What do you have to say <laughs> about that? Uh, so Barry was wearing the same look yesterday for sure. No, no. Um, I didn't get a picture of it because uh, I felt weird. But uh, <laughs> yes, he was he was he was rolling he was rolling with the same thing. No, but, no, he. I, you know, the funny thing is, like he was sitting down uh, listening to the coaches' conference. I went up to him and say, "Hey, you mind coming over ready to row for a quick interview?" And he gets up and he, he's like, "Yeah, for sure." He comes over, starts walking, and the masses descended on him, and uh, he got caught up for about ten minutes asking answering questions to everybody else. Uh, before he got over here, but I thought, you know, honestly, the the most interesting thing, and it wasn't, I don't even know if it was a, a shot at Graham Arts. I don't think it was, but I think it was just a shot at, you know, some of the guys that are going about, not even a shot, it, it was an old school here, way of thinking. Zach, can I can I play, play it? Can I play, play it, it and yeah. then we react to it? I thought it was, because I played it earlier. Yeah, this, the, yeah? 
So yeah, this is talking about the name image. Yeah, this is talking about name image likeness. And I, I kind of asked him, you know, what he's seen these first few weeks, and uh, he uh, shared a conference or a, a talk that he had with with Jake Ferguson uh, about it. Here you go. Here it is. You know, having a grandson playing. You know, I, I love the attitude that he took in visiting with him about it. Uh, you know, he's got six months of, of college football left. He's got one season left. He's more concerned about playing than he is trying to get a, a T-shirt contract or, you know, starting his own his own brand or, <laughs> or, or running around trying to get sponsorship. So I, I appreciate that. I just think, you know, it's co- it's a coach's job. It, it's a coach's responsibility and school's responsibility to keep your fo- your players focused and, and keep priorities in order. And it's a playing first and, and not going out uh, and uh, trying to endorse, you know, trying to promote yourself. I love this question. So did you like Graham Mertz's uh, logo or, or uh... I, I, you know, I just saw <laughs> that he has, it. Yeah. you know, that's fine. That's his, that's his right. I just hope he, it completes a high percentage of passes. That's what, that's what I hope. I'm more concerned with that than his T-shirt logo. Zach, what were you thinking when you uh, were like, oh, I'm going to slip this question in here and see what he says about that GameCube-looking logo by Graham Mers? What was going through your head when you were like, I'm going to slip this in? I mean, as soon as he started talking about chasing a t- uh, T-shirt contract and building his own brand and running around for sponsorships, I, you know, Graham Mertz came to mind immediately, so I definitely had to ask because it felt like he was like specifically uh, pointing to Graham. But I think I, I think he could be talking about almost any quarterback in college football at this point. I mean, we've seen it up and down the line. Derek King, uh, Spencer Rattler, all these guys have uh, have their own brand, and they're getting T-shirts, they're getting uh, gear. Uh, so it made sense. But I mean, just in the Wisconsin sense of things, it, it, it felt. Like he was talking about Graham Mertz. You know, maybe if you catch up with Barry Alvarez today, if he's still, uh, you know, walking around, I would ask this question, and, you know, feel free to use it if you want, Zach. Hey, uh, Barry, follow-up question from yesterday. Are you disappointed in your own grandson, who is indeed your grandson, plays tight end for the Badgers, a, a coveted position for Wisconsin, that he doesn't have a name, image, and likeness deal? I think uh, I don't think he's going to be here again today. But yes, of course, I would definitely follow up with that question. All right, Zach. So Barry Alvarez, what else was he talking about when you guys sat down together? Uh, I saw reading your beautiful article at MadCitySportsZone dot com uh, a potential twelve team playoff. What did Barry Alvarez say about mm-hmm. that? He loves it. Now he's he was pretty staunch uh, in defending a fourteen playoff just a few years ago. I was kind of because he he thought that that was going to be completely fine, uh, and uh, obviously now. It's a little bit different, but um, he is—he's uh, in favor of it, and I think he's in favor of it because he's seen that Wisconsin, unless they can beat Ohio State in this building at some point, um, they're not going to make it. And uh, they've been right there. And if, if it's a top twelve instead of you know in the top six, you're going to be uh, having a lot better chance of getting into the college football playoff. And, uh, Wisconsin would have made it three or four times at this uh, by this point if. It was a top 12. So you know he's happy about the possibility of having some other people involved in it, especially yeah, Wisconsin. Definitely. Uh, Zach, before I ask you another question uh, you know, about what you guys talked about, I do have a comment here from our guy Secondhand Smoke John. He just tweeted at Nelson and I. He says, how much money, and I don't, I don't think you'll know the answer to this, but maybe you could ask Barry if he is still around. How much money could Jake Ferguson make if he sold T-shirts that said Barry Alvarez's grandson? <laughs> probably a lot. Probably, probably that 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 Bryce Young money that uh, Nick Saban was talking about, where uh, the quarterback down there who has yet to play a single snap uh, has already gotten close to seven figure deals. Um, Jeez, or he's, he's close to making seven figures down there. So did you, did probably you, right around that. Did you see that high schooler uh, basketball player who's going to make like yeah. uh, like millions upon millions? And he's like, what is he a sophomore? It's, it's, a, it's what if he sucks? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Sebastian Telfair is pissed. <laughs> yeah, for sure. If he sucks, then uh, I think it was Excel. Was it an Excel Sports Agency? I think is who was going to give him money. And then I think they're going to want their money back, maybe, or just cancel that deal. I don't know. Like, they, I don't know. Yeah, Brandon Jennings has to be upset as well. Like, wasn't he? he didn't he go to Italy yeah. instead of going to college? Yep. So yeah, I mean, now he's getting back in the spotlight a little bit, and he God, he was he was super <laughs> he was partying at, yesterday down to Milwaukee. He was. He has been everywhere the last three days. Uh, but, yeah, th- hey, that's just insane. And, hey, great for them. If, if, if someone's willing to pay you that money, for sure. then you might as well, you got to take it. But if you're that company and he's just not very good, um, I don't know what your investment 
comes back on. But again, hey, he's good right now, and you only who knows if he'll be any good in five years. So make all the money you possibly can. Correct. Uh, spe- speaking of um, who knows if he's good or not, um, I love this other article you put up there. It's been what since 2012 that Brett Bielema walked uh, into Lucas Oil Stadium, and he was there for the first time in years, right? As uh, Illinois head coach, what was it like? By the way, did Brett Bielema spurn an interview from you because he had, and I quote, had to get lunch? It wasn't just me; it was a few people. Unbelievable! But, uh, yes, he left. He he left Radio Row. I have to give him a little bit of credit because he did a, a bunch of interviews, but it got around lunchtime, and you could kind of tell that he was getting uh, angry. Yeah, he, there, there may have been a little <laughs> hangriness there, but um, yeah. So he uh, headed off t- to lunch and uh, never ended up coming back over to Radio Row. But he did spend an hour uh, on a podium, like every coach here has to do, and um, you know, kind of talked about his time at Wisconsin and uh, that he didn't really regret leaving. Um, outside of potentially, you know, the, the relationships that uh, he kind of blew up on his way out. He didn't uh, – Anyone? no one ever said, like, karma or anything by him, did they? <laughs> they did not. All right, that's probably for the best. Honestly, he was in a really good mood yesterday. He was, he was laughing. I mean, he was – yeah, I mean, he was clearly happy to be back in the spotlight because he, like Alvarez, loves the spotlight. Oh. Loves being talked about, loves being, looked, uh, being seen, so – yeah, he was uh, obviously very excited to be here yesterday. Yeah, I uh, I saw the picture you put up on your uh, article. He is, uh, yeah, t- Father Time remains undefeated. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, I told you his hair's looking good, though, right? <laughs> very dapper, very dapper. That, I told that, you that yesterday. Yeah, I told yeah, you that that, that, that Taylor, fantastic. That Taylor is that's fitting him in the suits. Definitely is probably working overtime. All right, so Zach Halpern, our sports director, joining us right now. I've seen your article here, Scott Frost raising eyebrows. What was mm. Scott Frost talking about with the Huskers? So Nebraska has not beaten Wisconsin since 2012, hasn't beaten Iowa since 2014, has lost four of their last six against Northwestern. And those are the three teams that have played in the Big Ten championship game for the West, the Big Ten West, since uh, the divisions became something. And yet here is Scott Frost saying he doesn't think the gap is uh, very big. He thinks it's a tight gap between Nebraska and the top three teams. Uh-oh. Zachy. Teams in the conference. Yeah. Uh-oh. You know, he's averaging 19 points. Uh-oh. Oh, but you, you cut off for one second. You're back right. now, though, brother. You're, 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 no one can silence your transmission. You are back. Scott Frost was, uh, you said, hadn't beaten Wisconsin, and then you kind of went bleep out. So pick back up for yeah, Scott has, Frost. Has hasn't been, beaten Wisconsin. Has been, yeah, hasn't beaten Wisconsin. Since, or I should say Nebraska hasn't beaten Wisconsin since 2012. Uh, they haven't beaten Iowa since 2014 and have lost four of their last six against Northwestern, and yet here's Scott Frost talking about the gap being pretty tight between uh, those three and his his team that has uh, obviously underachieved quite a bit since coming into the Big Ten and especially the Big Ten West. I mean, they've got two second-place finishes, a fourth-place finish, and four third, uh, fifth-place finishes. So, yeah, he, uh, people are like, eh. I mean, the, the quote tweets and replies to the tweet that, that wrote that out are just hilarious because you just look at it, it doesn't make any sense. They're not tight right now. <laughs> Um, and maybe maybe they will be at some point, but it's not tight right now. Wisconsin's in those wins, those seven straight wins that Wisconsin has, they've beaten them by an average of 19 points. Uh, under Scott Frost, it's been an average of 16 points. So, yeah, I mean, it just doesn't make a – it didn't make a ton of sense. But, hey, that's, that's Scott, Scott Frost, Frost and you got to build I, them yeah, up. Yeah, I think Scott Frost and Nebraska just in general as a program are probably finding themselves in that situation where – if you continue to lie to yourself enough, you start to believe that lie, and they're hoping that's what pushes them over yes. the hump. Not actual play on the hey, field. To right. quote George exactly. Costanza, it's not a lie if you believe it. If you, right. There yeah. it is. Hey, and, and maybe this maybe this will be their breakout season. Who knows? But yeah. the, the savior of it. Nebraska football uh, has, has won fewer games in his three years. Yeah. I give it, I'm going to say, uh-oh, again, then Zach will cut back in. So Zach Halpern from uh, Live and Big Ten Media Days just cut out on us. So uh, I'm glad that he could get a little shot in at Scott Frost before he went out. But what I was going to say, Rowdy, this would have been a beautiful transition. It would have been from one guy. Oh, there he is. Uh, there, Zach, are you back? 
Zach, are you back, my friend? Yeah. Okay, I was going to say, check out this transition. Yes, so yeah. you went from one guy with a pretend ring uh, from Scott Frost, right, uh, as the national title ring that he had made up. <laughs> and then there's this guy, P.J. Fleck, who's got a pretend ring, that he's the co-Big Ten West champion with the Wisconsin Badgers. I don't remember uh, the the uh, the golfers playing against Ohio State in the championship game, but maybe I'm remembering wrong. What did uh, the, uh, the captain of rowing the boat have to say? Well, here's the thing. Uh, he is always going to be full of energy, right? Like he's always going to be full of his way to put mantras it. and his acronyms and all his and all his stuff. Yeah, I mean, hey, I, I can't say the other word what he's full of, but it is what it is. <laughs> like, that's just who he is. That's that's how he does it, and his players respond to it. I, I talked to uh, Mo Ibrahim, the running back, the Big Ten running back of the year from a year ago, and I asked him, like, you hear all these mantras? Do they start to get old with you? Or and he goes, no. Because they all make sense. They all like they're all part of not just football but life. And um, you know, hey, if if a player can uh, accept it and go there and spend four or five years with them, more power to them. We I, I can't do it, but um, <laughs> I respect the guys that can. And Zach, before I let you go, man, because I know that you know I can hear the you know the music out there at uh, Lucas Oil Stadium, and you crushing it at Big Ten Media Days. Can't wait for the camp to come out. Uh, they were talking about uh, COVID nineteen policies, right? I know Barry Alvarez talked about it with you as well. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to COVID nineteen, everyone's like, you know, we're wanting a full season and one hundred percent capacity. Obviously, what are they saying when it comes to fall sports as the season approaches with the uh, COVID policies on the way? Yeah, so they're putting the onus all on the individual schools to come up with their COVID-19 policies, uh, and then they're going to be coming together uh, to, uh, I guess, put together the, to, to bring those all together and figure out how it, it's going to impact the fall season, I think pretty much in terms of, you know, cancellations and that type of thing and how that is going to affect them. But, you know, we'll see. Uh, they haven't done that yet. It's going to be in August that they're going to be doing that, and then uh, we'll go and find out. But, yeah, Barry did say that he's hopeful that they'll be able to get a full season in with fans, but, you know, uh, what we've seen these last few weeks, uh, the Olympics, you know, being one part of it, um, and also just you know the rising cases in, in the United States, you just don't know. But um, I think Wisconsin and everybody else can do absolutely everything possible to have fans in there all year long. I'll be there no matter what, Zach. I can you can guarantee that, my friend. Zach, yes, you will. You're gonna crush it. Continue <laughs> to crush it down in Lucas Oil Stadium in Indy. How yes. did, did you get did you eat anything last night? Did you get out about on the town? Did you you go and get uh, you know just obliterated? Like what did Zach Halpern do last night? Zach Halpern worked. Cuz that's what Zach Halpern does on the road. You know, I would never go out and get smashed or anything like that on on company time. Uh, you're a better man than I, Zach. You're a better man than I. <laughs> hey, buddy, uh, crush it today. I know you will. We'll follow along to your Twitter account at Zach Halpern. Your awesome articles at MadCitySportsZone.com. Uh, enjoy. Appreciate the opportunity to hear Paul Christ on the podium today, my friend. Ooh, going to wrap my arms around it. Thank you very much. You're the pride and joy here, Zach. We love you. See you, buddy. There he is. <laughs> there he is. Guys, like, hey. Love that man. See a hard worker, contrary to what Dave from Anona says.